Welcome back, boys and girls. Now that you're completely traumatized from hearing one of my favorite bands, the Mewborg Gear, uh, the song The Sinister Awakening, I'm sure you're wondering why the hell did he just play <laughs> the Mewborg Gear's The Sinister Awakening uh, to open up a podcast with. And the reason is because I just saw a movie last night uh, called uh, Antichrist by Lars von Trier. And I wanted to do a little synopsis of that movie uh, for those of you who are interested in twisted, artistic uh, horror films. That's the only way I can describe it. Um, The premise behind this movie is that um, it's a married couple whose child, uh, probably two years old, I'm guessing, um, uh, dies. And uh, the husband, you know, takes it hard, but the wife especially takes it hard. And she uh, has basically a complete and utter mental breakdown. And once she has this mental breakdown, her husband, who happens to be a therapist, is trying to work with her and try to, you know, figure out how to, you know, get her to, you know, come back to her senses, basically. And uh, he's decided that it's all predicated on fear, everything that... All of her problems are based on fear, so he's trying to find the thing that she's most afraid of and make her confront it. Uh, and the thing that she's most afraid of is this place called Eden, appropriately named, uh, which is just this this cabin in the middle of the woods in, I believe, Denmark. Uh, I believe the, the whole story takes place in Denmark. I know Lars von Trier is from Denmark. Uh, so, And I believe both characters are supposed to be Danish. Um, but they decide to go out to this place uh, to make her face her fears and uh, come to grips with it. Now, there's a lot of different ways to look at this movie, because while they're there, uh, truly terrible and disturbing things take place. Uh, There's a lot of visual imagery that is just horrifying. There are acts committed that... um, for me to even describe them, I'm sure, would cause an explicit tag to appear on my podcast. I don't even think this got an R rating, to be honest. I think this was an unrated film, uh, because I don't think it was um, uh, kid-friendly enough to get an R rating. I think this was uh, definitely breaching uh, NC-17 territory. Now, I may be wrong, maybe it did get an R rating, but the fact that it was a foreign film, there's a good chance it didn't go through the regular MPAA, uh, you know, um, uh, rating systems. So uh, it's tough to say if it, if it got an R rating or an NC-17 or if it got any rating at all, I'm not sure. Uh, the point is is that it was essentially a... Um, uh, it, there's a lot of different ways to interpret it, but for me it was just one giant metaphor for the handling of uh, grief in going through the stages of depression following the loss of a loved one. Now, whether or not the things that take place in the movie actually take place is up to the viewer to decide. Um, some of the things that take place in that movie, I'm, I pray that they did not actually happen because they are some of the worst things I've ever seen committed against a human being. Um, but there's a lot of striking visual imagery. It's uh, done in a very artistic way. There's a lot of camera distortions. Uh, A lot of uh, slow motion effects used. They cut back and forth between color and black and white, depending on the situation. Um, Lars von Trier, whatever you think about his movies, 
his artistic uh, abilities and his ability to direct are fantastic. So um, if you're if you have the stomach for it, uh, I would recommend seeing it. Um, I told the people I watched it with that uh, it was on par uh, viscerally with uh, the human centipede. So that should give you kind of an idea of just how twisted and disturbing this movie is. And uh, it definitely it definitely makes you cringe. And um, some of those images are going to stick with you for a while. Let's just put it that way. Um, you also may have noticed that the title of my podcast has changed recently. Uh, I've changed it from SportsLink to Link to the Masses. Uh, the reason for the change is pretty simple. I got a lot of very positive feedback on uh, my last podcast, which was uh, devoted entirely to television as opposed to sports. So what I've decided to do is instead of doing a sports podcast that occasionally it touches on other issues, I've just decided to make a podcast that discusses a wide range of issues. Um, things like uh, television shows, movies, um, social issues, uh, the real gamut, you know, pop culture. Uh, but don't forget, there will be sports and plenty of it, and we are quickly entering football season. So uh, you will be definitely hearing a lot of sports podcasts in the near future. But I just wanted to let everybody know that this is no longer a sports-only podcast. This is now a podcast that uh, encompasses uh, pop culture, music, movies, television shows, social issues. Uh, you name it, we're going to do it. Uh, as the uh, uh, podcast continues to grow, uh, I, I have been getting more and more subscribers each time I do one. Uh, I'm hoping to eventually have some guests on uh, so that we can discuss this. Uh, what I plan on doing, I'm going to come up with uh, an email address specifically for this podcast so that you can email me uh, your suggestions, um, email me you know, what you think, email me if you want to be on the podcast, uh, if you have an insightful view, we can work things out, set things up. I know a lot of computer nerds, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, I don't have that email address set up yet, but I promise that I will um, release a very short podcast in the near future just with that kind of contact information. So um, it'll probably just a standard Gmail account, so it'll be very easy for everyone to use. Uh, and I promise that I will check it. Uh, so far, most of my feedback has come from places like Twitter, Facebook, and actually just my friends talking to me in person and telling me what they like and don't like. So I'd really like to have as much input as possible on uh, where you would like the podcast to go, what you think about certain topics, uh, the style of the podcast, everything like that. I'm My ears are open. And my eyes are open, I guess, for emails, because you're not going to be listening to them. But anyway, uh, today is Sunday, uh, August... Oh, what is the date of today? August 8th, uh, 2010. It is a Sunday, like I mentioned. Uh, and today is a great day for a couple of reasons. One, the uh, NFL starts their preseason games uh, tonight on NBC at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, 8, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called the Hall of Fame game. It takes place in Canton, Ohio. I am from Ohio. I am very aware of where Canton is. Uh, and the best part, it's a game featuring my Cincinnati Bengals. So I look forward to watching my Cincinnati Bengals take on the Dallas Cowboys, whom I have never liked. So that should be fun. 
Now it is a preseason game, which means the starters will probably play like the first 15 minutes and then be yanked, and then you'll see a bunch of scrubs competing for uh, roster spots. But um, this this preseason game is probably the most excited I've been for a preseason game ever because uh, Terrell Owens is now a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, uh, my old nickname for Terrell Owens was Team Obliterator because I thought everywhere he went, he destroyed the team. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent. There's no question about it. Uh, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's got good hands most of the time. Uh, he did have some problems with drop balls while he was with Dallas, but... Uh, he, he's a great talent. He is getting older, but uh, this, he's joining the Cincinnati team that's already a contender. It's a team that won uh, the, NFC Nor- or the, NFC, the AFC North last year, uh, swept every team in the division, the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens, uh, made it to the first round of the playoffs, but injuries uh, really prevented them from moving any further than that. Uh, but the fact is they have the pieces in place to uh, really make a run this year and go deep into the playoffs, I think, uh, if they um, build upon what they learned last year and uh, if these new pieces fit in. They've added, their main weakness last year uh, was the passing game. Uh, Basically, it was Chad Ochocinco, and then uh, Chris Henry was the deep ball threat, and then, of course, there was the tragic uh, incident in which he passed away. So the deep ball threat is no longer there. That happened midway through the season. Uh, he was already out for the season uh, with an injury. But, um, uh, so, he, you know, that, he wasn't going to be playing anyway. But now he's passed away, so he's not going to, obviously not going to contribute to the team ever again. Uh, so the Bengals in the offseason decided that they were going to try to uh, bolster their passing game by going after receivers. I think they did a marvelous job. They first went after Antonio Bryant who is the kind of wide receiver that can stretch the field and catch deep balls. He's very talented. He's a veteran. Uh, he is coming off an injury, so hopefully he will be you know, in good enough shape to play. Uh, and then as an insurance policy, just in case uh, Antonio Bryant's injuries were not going to be able to recover from well enough to uh, make a huge impact, they also signed Terrell Owens uh, to just a one-year deal with incentives Uh, to try to bolster that passing game. Now, the reason this is so exciting is because Terrell Owens is most famous for uh, his off-the-field antics and his touchdown celebrations, uh, much like a certain other Bengal wide receiver who's been there for several years now named Chad Ochocinco. Uh, Having these two players on the same team, I don't think we've ever seen a team that has two... um, uh, how shall I say, media-savvy uh, players on it at the same time. Should be very, very interesting to watch. Uh, I, I can't wait to see them try to one-up each other with their touchdown celebrations. Should be a lot of fun. And it's going to be so much more difficult now for defensive backs to clamp down on one receiver. Uh, in the playoffs, they lost to the New York Jets. It was a fairly close game throughout, but the passing game just never materialized because... Uh, Daryl Rivas, the uh, defensive back for the New York Jets, who is by far, hands down, the best defensive back in all of football, uh, was able to basically take away Chad Ochocinco, and there was no secondary weapon for Carson Palmer to throw to, which meant that they had a running game only uh, attack, and you can't win football games if you can only do one thing. That's just the way it is. 
And then to compound things, uh, their defense, which was one of the top-ranked defenses in the NFL last year, uh, lost its star middle linebacker, rookie Ray Malaluga, right before the start of the playoffs. So their defense was weakened as well. So if they can get – Malaluga is supposed to be healthy. If they can you know, keep that defense healthy, it should be back towards the top uh, of the league this year. And with the addition of these wide receivers, plus the addition of draft pick uh, Jordan Shipley out of Texas, another wide receiver, uh, they should have all the weapons they need. Oh, and Jermaine Grisham, the tight end, who uh, by all accounts has been phenomenal in camp and uh, looks like a star caliber tight end. Uh, so if you have star caliber receivers with a star caliber tight end and a star caliber running game uh, and a star caliber <laughs> quarterback, that offense should really be humming this year. I think uh, this is, if there's ever a year to be uh, optimistic about being a Bengals fan, I think this is the year. I think last year they kind of surprised people with how well they played. And I think this year they're going to build on that. And I'll, I'm going to say right now, I think they are a true Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's impossible to predict before the season even starts who's going to win the Super Bowl. But I think they have the pieces necessary to compete for a Super Bowl. So it should be a lot of fun to watch, and their division in general, which was tough last year that they swept, is actually, I believe, weaker this year. The Baltimore Ravens, I think, are better, but the Browns are just as sorry as they always are, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be without their star quarterback for the first, I believe, six games of the season. So by the time he comes back, they may be out of contention already. So that's all good news for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it all starts tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC, the Hall of Fame game. Tune in. Uh, let's see how well that offense looks when the starters are actually out there. Once again, it's a preseason game, so you can't take too much away from it. But it'll be fun to watch, and boy, I've just missed football. So I, I am just ecstatic. I'm wearing my Bengals shirt as we speak. I can't wait. Um, uh, another reason tonight is a good night. Uh, Rubicon comes on tonight, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm probably going to have to record that and come back to it because I'm going to be watching football. I've been football deprived for far too long. I don't think I can go any longer. Uh, so <laughs> I'll probably end up watching Rubicon later, possibly online. I believe they're streaming it on the AMC website. Uh, don't quote me on that, but... Um, I thought I saw something saying that they are streaming it now, so I'll probably come back to it and watch it there. Uh, the the uh, the show has been great thus far. There have been two episodes. Uh, the first episode kind of set up um, the uh, the main characters and the first basic elements of the conspiracy that they're investigating. It all revolves around a crossword puzzle, which seems silly on the surface if you haven't watched the show, but there is absolutely nothing silly about this uh, conspiracy. Uh, the second episode, they kind of elaborated a little bit more on what this crossword puzzle means uh, because it's been done in the past, and it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting show, but that's only one aspect of it. The other aspect being uh, the main character on the show, he has recently become the supervisor for his team, and uh, he is learning that it's really hard to keep these people focused. Uh, they're all a little bit off. Uh, one's a just complete narcissist. Uh, one is uh, a kind of uh, mousy, does timid, doesn't really know how to get involved. 
and the other is uh, kind of lost in his brain now. He's been at his job a little bit too long, and that character is played by Dallas Roberts, who I adore and think should be in every movie and TV show ever. I think he's great. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Dallas Robertson, uh, he's in the movie 310 to Yuma. Uh, he's the one who works for the government uh, who was helping um, uh, Christian Bale's character. Uh, he wears like a more of a formal suit and like hats and has a mustache in that movie. Hopefully that rings a bell. Uh, but he's one of the main characters in this movie. And he's the one that's just a little bit off. Uh, he, he's been wrapped up in his trade for so long that he's not quite 100% there anymore. Uh, that being said, the, the show is phenomenal. Uh, oh, and I, well, there's one other character that I have to bear mention. Um, his name is Hal. Uh, he's the computer guy who works downstairs and analyzes things via computer. Uh, his name is not actually Hal. They call him Hal affectionately. Uh, because that was the name of the computer from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, the joke, of course, is that he does not like the nickname at all. He hates it, actually. But everyone in the office does not care, and they continue to call him Hal. It's kind of a little funny running gag in a very serious show, so I find it amusing. Uh, plus, any you know nerds like me who love you know 2001 A Space Odyssey immediately got a kick out of that, and it's, it's, it's an amusing show. Um, uh, other than that, um, I've been watching lately the, uh, television series The Wire on DVD. Uh, I've been using Netflix to send me a disc at a time, which is really taking forever, because they only put two to three episodes per disc, and it's a five-disc, uh, first season, so it's going to take me a long time to get through all these things. Uh, watching a few episodes and then putting it in the mail and waiting for the new one to come, but... Uh, I suppose for eight ninety nine a month, I, I can afford it. Um, if you have any suggestions, like I said, I'm going to create an email address for you to send to me. Um, I look forward to hearing from all of you. Um, I, I, that's really all I had to comment on today. I just wanted to explain um, the reason for the name change of the podcast. Uh, I wanted to let you know there's soon going to be an email address that you can contact me and uh, you know, provide feedback, and I wanted to subject you to Demir Borgir. <laughs> Other than that, uh, that's really all I had in mind. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and uh, all of you have a fun and fantastic Sunday night. Uh, I wanted to add one more thing. Uh, I know I just ended the podcast, but I went ahead and set up an email address it's really simple. It's link to the masses at gmail.com. So all you have to do, boys and girls, is if you have a comment or a question for me or a suggestion of some sort, what you would like to hear on the podcast, just send me an email to that email account. That's link to the masses at gmail.com. Couldn't be more simple. Link to the masses at gmail.com. Uh, once again, any questions, concerns, suggestions, any kind of feedback is welcome. Uh, please feel free to send it my way. Thank you very much.